Welcome to the 173rd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on April 5th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I am 50% of this here show. With me is co-host Carlos Rodella. How are you doing, sir? Hey, how are you doing, Brad? I am doing well, and you? I mean, we're still surviving. We're still here. That's that's something to shout about. It sure is. Uh, I've calculated today. It's day 24 for me of quarantine. What about you? I mean, probably pretty close to that. We've been staying at home ever since they basically announced it, and it seems like it's been two, three weeks at least by now, if not longer. So, yeah, we're doing fine. Are you holding up with all, all the stay-at-home stuff? Are you do- going crazy, or are you doing okay? I, You know, you, it comes in waves. I think if you noticed that, but like uh, three, four days ago, I was like, oh, no, this has got to end. And then today I was like, oh, yeah, I have everything I need. <laughs> so it's like and I, I'm sure like Tuesday it'll be like, oh, no, this has got to end. And then it goes back to like, I'm fine. Well, you know, my wife and I were just talking about this right before we started recording here. And uh, it, she does Instagram a lot more than I do. And I guess there was a thread going around on Instagram saying, oh, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do when uh, isolation at home is over, when it's when it's safe to go back out into the real world? So I'm going to put that question to you, Carlos, right here at the top of the show. What is the first thing you're going to do once it's, you know, safe to go outside and you can touch surfaces without being afraid of dying? What's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going right to the bar, baby. I'm going <laughs> right to my local bar. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to order a sidecar. And I am going to uh, and probably meet a friend there and just going to I'm just going to drink out and about and feel like a human being. I don't even need much besides that sidecar and maybe some fries, you know. I, OK, the fries. OK, gotcha. Yeah, uh-huh. and maybe some nachos, you know, just something that is going out and being a person at another establishment. And then the second thing would be yeah. to order like a real meal that someone else makes for me. Holy <laughs> shit. That's going to feel great. Are you, uh, how are you cooking? Are you okay cooking? Are you not good at cooking? What's yeah, your food I mean, it's, like? it's just thing is when you, when you shop, uh, like we have to right now for like, you know, many, many weeks at a time, or at least a couple weeks at a time, lots of times you end up eating the same stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. even though I do cook for myself, I'm like pretty tired of even the, the, the limited meals I can make, you know? So, uh, but I, yeah, I, I cook okay. I got a, a, a wide breadth of stuff that I'm cooking. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, a lot of those people uh, are extroverts in my wife's Instagram feed. And so a lot of them were like really feeling the psychological pressure of not being able to go outside and not be able to do their regular things. And so a lot of them were like, oh, I'm going to go skydiving. I always meant to go skydiving. I'm oh. finally going to do it. And some were like, oh, I'm going to go out. And I, more than a few of them said they were going to hit the bar. That was a pretty common response. Uh, some, A lot of them said they were going to go out to a restaurant. So, I mean, it seems pretty, pretty standard, pretty run of the mill. I think for me... Uh, once we are done with this home isolation and once we're free to go out and about and touch services without dying, I think I'm probably going to play some video games, dude. I think I'm going to move for that. No, you're <laughs> supposed to go outside and do something else. I got to be honest with you, dude. I am a homebody and I, I've been kind of fine during this whole thing. It hasn't really bothered me. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of going to the grocery store and touching something and dying from the coronavirus. But other than that, I've been pretty okay. So I, I'm I mean, not... Yeah, not to belabor the point. I feel like I have two. Uh, um, but again, it, like I think some people listening might have the same feeling. It's just that, like you said, it's the, the fear part 
Yeah, the fear is heavy, man. And then, and then the idea that you can't do something. Like, even if I wanted to, like, right now it's Sunday, okay? I mean, I guess it is. Who the fuck knows what it Who is? Who knows what day it is? It doesn't matter what day I, it is. I called it Sun, Mun, Tu, Wen, Thur, Friday, Saturday. All days are one day. All yeah. day are the same day. But, you know, even if it was a regular Sunday, um, yeah, I might not go out tonight. I am just, like, watch Westworld and play video games. But the fact that someone's telling me, meaning the universe... <laughs> or like mother nature that I can't, that's what makes me frustrated. It's funny you say that dude, because there are a lot of motherfuckers out there who never went running a day in their life until this coronavirus happened. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing more people like go out for a jog. And I'm like, I mean, come on, you guys, like I get that you're pent up, but like relax. Okay. Like you don't need to like become a runner. This is, you're feeling like so forced. You got to get out and like, you know, let's stay home. Let's get this virus done. Let's get past this. Yeah. It's weird to me how many people all of a sudden must get outside where that right, is, right. you know, if, if nothing had happened, they'd be sitting at home. Well, it's psychological because like it's psychological. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, right. and right now in our apartment complex, they just finished the new gym and we were like, I'm like actually excited to get in there. Cause I was doing pretty good for, for, you know, my, uh, began getting healthier. Yeah. And now I feel like I've done the opposite. I've I've just let myself go. I'm like, you get in the quarantine fifteen. Ooh, maybe quarantine twenty. <laughs> um, let's move and talk right. about video and, games. Yeah, that's I was going to say. And on that. that and on that note, and on that note, uh, now that we're both gaining weight and staying at home, let's talk about video games. Before <laughs> we talk about the games that are on deck for today's episode, uh, let's look at housekeeping. I don't think I have any housekeeping issues. Carlos, do you have any housekeeping today? I have three pieces of housekeeping. I'll try to make it quick. The first one is. Shadow Warrior 2, one of my favorite games of all time, even though I realize I do say that all the time, but it really is a game I like a lot. <laughs> we just talked about it last episode. We did, and I beat it, and I want to say this. This is a good shout-out. Uh, we mentioned many things on this podcast that we don't like and some things that we do like. Uh, one of the things I don't like is when you play a game for a long time, you get near to the close to the end and the boss fight at the very end of the game, and they change the whole thing up on you, right? They you change how you that you've play. never done before. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. no, now it's a quick time event. Remember Dying Light? Fuck that ending. That was that was not a great move. I love that game. We both love that game, but that ending did was quick time events, which is stupid. Anyways, so you know, I love games that reward you for like getting good at what the skills were, and uh, Shadow Warrior Two did that. And at the end, huh. there was a massive boss, but I was dashing around do my melee sword that I had totally upgraded. And yeah, I died a few times, but I felt like it was on me and I, I had all the skills to, to beat him the way I wanted to beat him because of the way I've been playing the game the whole time. So please, video games and bosses, do more of that. Let the person feel great about what they accomplished. Yeah, um, too many games want to take that hard left at the very end just because it's some kind of like last little dick measuring contest or some kind of like little skills check, which it never ends up well, especially when they go really, really weird. I don't know. I mean, you mentioning the dying light thing was bad, but you know, what was even worse. One of the worst ones of all time, I think was the original devil may cry. Do you remember what happened at the original devil may cry's ending? I don't remember the ending. No. It, okay. So devil may cry, as we all know, Dante, the uh, demon hunter with a sword and a gun, third person, uh, combo, heavy action combat game. Uh, if the original Devil May Cry, when you fought the last boss, fought the last boss, literally, if nobody remembers, it turned into a vertically scrolling shooter. That's what? right. A completely different genre, completely different mechanics. It became a vertical shooter at the very end. I don't think Suck I played on that, that part. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Anyway. Well, anyway, uh, folks. 
so shout out to Shadow Warrior 2. Beat it. Love it. Uh, you should check <clears> it out. Also, they made a game called Hard Reset, which I also bought right afterwards because I was so enamored with this game. And the what developer. is the name of this company? Oh, man. Flying Pig. Shit. That's not right. It is right. It's something like Flying Hog. Flying Wild. Wild Wild Flying Hog? Flying Wild Flying Hog. Maybe that's it? I'm going I'm to Google it. Keep talking. I'm going to Google, Google it. Um, they made another game uh, originally called Hard Reset. It's very good. And I was very surprised because it's a bit older. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's a first-person shooter where you fight robots. It's kind of a cyberpunk feel. And it's great. It's, like, really good. It is uh, Flying Wild Hog. Yeah, I think I might have guessed that. You were close. So uh, that's my housekeeping. Check out both those games. They're fucking great. And Flying Wild Hog is awesome. Secondly, I have an obsession with this company called Kill Monday Games, which we've mentioned before on the podcast because I mentioned Little Misfortune, uh, an incredible uh, kind of adventure game. Like about, iPhone game. No, yeah, it is, I guess it's ported there now, but I played it originally on Steam. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's on Steam and pretty much everything now. And I highly recommend it to everybody. Very, very fun, cute, adorable, but also dark as hell, actually. Um, adventure game. These are the people who made Franbo which is also incredible and dark and beautiful. So I got obsessed with them. I'm like becoming the number one fan. I've watched almost all their YouTube videos and I would just suggest to go over there's a YouTube channel, uh, Kill Monday Games, check them out and check out those games. I can't get enough of it. I mean, oh, it's so good. It's funny you bring it up, dude, because you did talk about Little Misfortune um, a couple episodes ago. And you kind of sold me on it. And so I went to go check it out. It is available on the Android store. Uh, so I downloaded it to my phone. And then yesterday I was looking at it. And I'm like, I'm never going to play this. I just deleted it. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I, I undelete just, I'm never, never going to play it. I'm never going to play it. But it's, it's not, not even a strong game time. and it's really worth it. <laughs> Whenever laughing. I, it's funny that I like I went to all the trouble of like writing down the name and downloading it and getting it and having it on my phone, carried it around on my phone every day since we talked about it on the show. And then I'm you like, son nah, of a bitch. I'm <laughs> I'm never going to play. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Ah, what's your last bit of housekeeping, sir? Oh, that's it. That was it. Those are the kind of three things. Okay. That's it. Got it. All right. Excellent. Thank you, you for that. House is now clean. I got nothing. Let's move on to the main body of today's episode, the games chat. Carlos, we're going to keep going with you here. Uh, we have a couple quickie games before we get into the meaty topic. I'm very happy to be talking about this. I know I kind of uh, talked about it a couple times on the podcast, but I'm I'm happy to discuss it again. And I'm I'm guessing I'm the one that sold you on it. Is that correct? You are. I mean, we do this podcast, and I um, you know get ideas about games all the time. And this one, you wouldn't stop. Sh shut up about it. I would not shut up about it. The game it's in question is Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr, which is kind of a top-down Diablo-like, which I love. I think is great. And now you're playing it. Tell us all about it. What is your your thoughts and opinions, sir? I know you. Wait, what's the other game that you, you wouldn't stop mentioning all the time? This, I mean, that's like I this. Um, oh, come on! The one I always would always say, where the little drop pods come down and it can kill you. Oh, hell divers. Hell divers. Yeah. Hell divers. Yeah. yeah. Like totally different game, but similar similar perspective. Right, right. And I just feel like you've mentioned that game a lot, and you've mentioned this game a lot. So I tried it because mainly this was an expensive game originally, and it was on sale like 80 percent off and it was like 10 bucks oh yeah the, the 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 version i bought was like retail price of like 75 dollars yeah 
Yeah, yeah $10 totally. off on sale for everything. Like all the fucking shit in it. All the DLC and the yeah. add-ons and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, of course. And also you've mentioned it a million times. So, um, yeah, I'll just talk about some basic things of uh, what I liked and disliked about the gameplay and then some nitpicks I have. In general, it's great. It's it's All the things you said were right. It feels like Diablo 3. It's like another thing that's so addictive and you, you pick it up and you don't want to put it down. If you like those games like Diablo 3, you just you just want to go to the next level. You want to get more loot, and it's really, really fun. In the beginning, I was asking you on Twitter, which one should I uh, sign up as? Which, which character, character class? class? Yeah. yeah. And I love melee, uh, and I like warrior-type stuff, but the assassins seem really interesting to me because more and more uh, I've been playing melee builds with dodging. I just feel like I like to be able to dodge and get out of the way of stuff. So the assassin was all about that. So I picked her, and you don't get to pick male or female. It's just like that's the character. It's a female assassin, and she's badass, and um, it's just really fucking fun. It's The dodge feels great. I think what's interesting is that, and you might have mentioned this in the podcast, but when you pick up different weapons, they actually have different skill sets. Yeah, each individual weapon has a skill set. Each weapon, and yeah, a lot of them have the same, but, you know, What's interesting is if you get really, really um, familiar with one, like so say the sword that I have has a dodge ability, the dodge attack is actually in the sword and part of the sword. So if I pick up another sword that actually does more damage, it might not have that ability. And I'm like, fuck, do I really want to change the way I play this game? You know what I mean? That's really the interesting thing about this game because a lot of games try the Diablo formula but it's not as simple as it seems. Like, I think this genre has a real tendency to get boring and static and stale. But Inquisitor nails it just because of the thing you exactly mentioned, where each weapon has its own four, uh, either two or four skills built into the weapon. So depending on what you equip, it totally changes the way that you play. So yeah. if you, I mean, it's fun. My wife picked the um, Assassin too. And she stuck with one sword for like the longest time because it did the most damage. But I'm like, honey, you should try these other swords because... They all have different moves. And she was like, yeah, yeah, but I like this one. I'm like, well, yeah, but try them, you know, just see. And once she started getting into the other sword, she's like, holy shit. Like, this is like, like, they're all good, just like in different ways, right? One is good for dodging. One has like an area sweep. And like, they all have like these little things. And so you can just kind of change what you're doing on the fly. It really adds a lot of depth to the combat for sure. Yeah, this person was basically the assassin, like, you know, dodging a lot, jumping around, moving fast. And then it doesn't have any sort of, I mean, you can switch to a gun, but for me, I was like, that's what I want to play this game as, is is a sword melee. But when you pick one of the swords, it has like a projectile that shoots out of it. So then now you're actually kind of shooting. You know, you're not like rapid fire gunshots or anything. So, yeah, I love that part of it. And I love um, just the way it feels and plays. I will say I'm kind of iffy on the tower defense moments. Um, They feel a little out of place at times because essentially my character is so fast she can just like jump around and destroy people and it just feels like a extra layer of gameplay that i don't need i don't feel like it needs and are, also, you, are you talking about like when you're defending a point yeah you have to defend like a, a crate or something oh yeah or, those are pretty rare you, you okay like, good barely any of those yeah there's good because they felt weird because you have to pick up these traps and i was like i don't want to use traps what this is not a strategy game you know and what's oh, also yeah, yeah. also weird is they, they have the like tap l1 to move to a cr- area in the map kind of like xcom style uh and i don't know why i would they never do? do that yeah 
What are you talking about? I don't know what that even is. It, like I saw a little like uh, I think it was L one on PS four. Uh, it's, it's like when it when I move next to like a crate or a mountain area or it's just some sort of obstacle. The oh, to go into cover. Go into to cover. go into cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's weird. I would never weird. use that. I'm moving too yeah. fast. For you, it doesn't make any sense. And I got to be honest, I barely used it. But I was using a Crusader, which is more of like a really heavy gunner type of guy. And he actually has a lot of skills that go with being in cover. Where like he'll have, oh, okay. like if you come out of cover, your next shot is like 100% better, uh, more damage. Or if you're in cover, then your health regenerates like 50% faster. So like it might make more sense for a different character. But to be perfectly fucking honest, I never use cover. I'm like, I'm just going to blow you away and I'm, I'm fine to right, do that. Right. So. Yeah, because Diablo yeah. games, you're like, let's just shoot everything. Yeah, cover is, it wasn't quite fleshed out as good as it could have been. Um, I will say also, um, there is a ton of the inventory management's not that bad because I'm used to Diablo and I'm used to selling everything I don't want, and that's not that bad. But there is a lot of different traits and mm-hmm. a lot of different like you've unlocked this level of this thing with this level of this thing. So the minute it got to those like you can make medicines that are special potent power things you needle in your arm, I was like, nope, I don't want any <laughs> medicine. <laughs> nope. I just like closed all the tutorials and said, I'm good. I got my sword and I'm going to work on my passive abilities. People, when you start playing the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's passive abilities that, you know, are essentially you're upgrading your health and your melee damage and all that kind of stuff. So I'm good with that. I don't want to do another level of complexity because there's quite a bit of it, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that too because I basically did the exact same thing. When it got to deciding what kind of medicine was going to be in your revival flask, which you can do. You can totally do. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I totally don't want to engage with it because that's one level deeper than I want to go. And same thing for the crafting. You can do a lot of crafting, like really in-depth, like re-rolling stats and changing modifiers and all sorts of crafting. I didn't engage with that. And then when you get to level 50, are you level 50 yet or not yet? No, no, no. I'm like level... 13 or 14 or oh dude when you get to level 50 there's a whole other system that unlocks and then after you get done with that there's a whole other set of other stuff that unlocks and like there's more there's levels upon levels upon levels so uh, you can play it at your basic level which i really enjoyed it at but if you're like one of those people who wants to like min max to infinity there's tons of stuff to dig into here it's great that it's there for those people so exactly yeah, listen, but you can just leave it which is a good thing too you do you not can have to just do it. leave it yeah and uh, yeah. It's, it makes it easier and simpler okay here's some nitpicks and then we'll move on all right um hit, but hit i i am recommending this game wholeheartedly you're 100 percent right all the things you said on the podcast are correct it is is doing it in a new way it's adding enough new stuff but also it's diablo 3 again and it feels yeah, great yeah. so i love this game uh, the nitpicks are it's kind of glitchy. It's got some weird jank to it, which is like, I mean, textures like flicker in and out. Um, I found an area where the edge of the map was just a gray box, and that looked gross. Um, <laughs> for some reason, my biggest pet peeve, why in the world is this happening? I have good headphones. I don't think it's the headphones. But her, the footsteps on the character are so loud. Uh, maybe because you're so heavy. No, I'm the light assassin lady. <laughs> Uh, you got a little junk in the trunk. I mean, maybe that's no, what it is. There's no, there's not enough junk in that trunk. <laughs> I'm telling you, I agree. You, I agree, man. I agree. Those footsteps are loud. When I am, junk, I'm, junk, I'm, junk. dude. When you're doing the Crusader guy, who's like the real heavy guy, man, it is booming when he's walking through those hallways. It's well, that's pretty, okay. I mean, that crazy. a little bit more is t- attached to the lore or the story that you're a big character. You should be quieter for sure. I should be you should teeny, be quieter. Teeny, and then I'm like, here comes the assassin around the corner. Don't worry, you'll hear. Her. 
she's, she's, she's like coming. five five and you know a teeny little thing okay so the other thing is um it's a little confusing when you get started if you guys are gonna and gals are gonna play it uh when you get to the star map stuff it, it's a little confusing because they don't really knock you over the head with like do this area for this mission i mean there's a little purple dot that says this is a story-based one. But in the beginning, I just got kind of overwhelmed because there's so many different places you can go within each star system. I don't know. Maybe I was... No, that's very true. And I got to say, um, they actually... The very most recent patch, which just came out maybe three or four weeks ago, actually addressed that. But So what you're seeing is the upgraded version. Um, before that, it was even more confusing. I, I definitely agree that system needs to be cleaned up. But now, instead of going to the star map, which actually all the tutorials tell you to do, you don't need to do that anymore. All you have to do is hit, I think it's like L1 or L2 when you're at your home base, and it'll take you to just like a list of missions. Oh, and it's that's much, so much easier. Better. Yeah, just like seeing the list is very easy because all you got to do is look for the purple dot because purple dot means it's a story mission and follow those. But if you try yeah. to do the star map, it's fucking chaos, dude. It's yeah. chaos. Okay, yeah. good. I don't feel as crazy because it, it did seem chaotic, even though at some point I figured it out. I yeah. will look for that menu you talked about. Yeah, because... forget, the, forget the star map. It's a mess. Just look for that little menu to bring up the list. Because other games do that, right? And you, we're really used to it. We go, well, give me the list. You know, let me check off the lists. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. By the way, to that point, two more things. One, the optional challenges that are in each, like, area, um, they can get really fucking hard. Some of those are difficult. Dude. Yeah, and I kind of went in with one going like, I think I'm good enough, but I couldn't really gauge if I was. It had a number, like a level number, but it was harder than the level number because it's just hordes and like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. a fuck ton of monsters. So I literally almost like they give you three lives to beat one of these challenge areas, like you can die three times, and I was on my last life with my last like half of health, and I beat it, and. That was rewarding because I got so much shit from it. But um, beware if you go into those challenge areas. They're actually harder than I think the level number suggests. And the type is really important, too, because sometimes you're just doing a hit and run. Sometimes you're killing everybody level. Sometimes it's a horde. Sometimes it's squads. Like, they don't really go into the difference. But I guess, like, once you hit one of those a couple times, you're like, oh, shit, I'm not going to do this mission type again. You know, but there's a, a wide variety. And if you go in spec'd out for the wrong thing, it can end really badly. Yeah. So I got lucky then. Last thing I'll say, it's weird as fuck that when loot drops, you don't get it. You just don't pick it up. Weird. It's weird. What do you mean? You got to like go, like actually go pick? You mean you don't no, hoover you it up? No, you don't. You, it fucking jumps out of the chest and then disappears. I've never seen a game do that in my life. <laughs> it disappears, yo. What the it frick? It does. It does. You just, you just get it. You just, you just it get it? What, what are we all of a sudden changing the rules of space and time? <laughs> an object's an object. Let it fall to the ground. Let me pick it up. Let me get the satisfaction, right? All right, this is a character. I don't know who he is, but he's mad. <laughs> and he Lo- wants... <laughs> Mr. Loodrop, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Loodrop says, let me get my loot, all right? Because if you don't, <laughs> what did I do all this mission for? I just went through 5,000 minions, all right? Now, here's what I want. When I get to the fucking last chest, let me fucking open the chest and pick up the fucking items. Don't make them disappear, I missed a loot trap. <laughs> I mean, I I get what you're saying. It can be satisfying to click a button and get those. But after playing that game for like 75 hours, I was like, if that shit just appears in my inventory, I'm fine with that. Like, it's not going to bother <laughs> well, I mean, me. I mean, just so. let me walk over it at least. But yeah, it yeah, just yeah. disappears. It's weird. 
Okay, I love that game. Everybody get it. I mean, fucking it's ten dollars. It's still on sale. I think. I think. I think it's still on sale. Yeah, oh, Warhammer, it. so Warhammer forty thousand, Inquisitor, Martyr. It's excellent, it's and so I don't good. say that. Yeah, it's really good, really good. Even Definitely the best Diablo it. game since since I don't know when. Mm-hmm. All right, let me give a couple quick shout outs, and then we will move on to the main events. Um, first off, I was sent a copy of Deep Sky Derelicts, the definitive edition for the Nintendo Switch by that company's PR. So full disclosure, I did get a free copy of this game to talk about it for the purpose of talking about it here on the show, which I'm doing right now. Uh, this is a two, it's a 2D um, roguelike where you take a team of three randomly generated uh, trooper. I mean, they're not like troopers. Like you can get an engineer, you can get a mechanic, you can get a warrior, you can get a hunter. There's, you know, different classes. You pick three at random or you can hire some mix and match your team how you like you take them into a giant abandoned spaceship and you try to like loot stuff from it the ultimate goal of the game is to find like the mothership and you can't find it right away you need to like go to a bunch of smaller ships first find the loot and find some cartography information that is like saved in the hard drives and once you do a bunch of those you find out where the mothership is and then you go there and you loot that and then you you beat the game uh it is turn-based and it is strategic and it is very similar to something like darkest dungeon and 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 Mm. it's obvious they took a lot of inspiration from darkest dungeon now i i love darkest dungeon i think it's a fantastic game i played the fuck out of that game Uh, i think it's really brilliant i really love it a lot and there's a lot of games out there that are trying to copy darkest dungeon but they're not doing a very good job and i mean deep sky derelicts is okay but if if I had never played Darkest Dungeon, I would like it better, but I have played Darkest Dungeon. And like, once you play the best, everything else is just kind of second best, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of hard to go back from that. Um, it's not bad. Like, if you want something that is similar to Darkest Dungeon, where you're dungeon crawling, you've got turn-based combat, you've got a squad of people. Like, it's not bad. Like, it's okay. The graphics are okay. The systems are basically okay. It's got a card-based combat system, which is all right. It's not I as mean, dark, I'm guessing. No, it's not as dark, but I mean, it looks like it, like the heavy black lines of the art style. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like it, but it's not as dark. It's not as oppressive. It's not as grim, not as depressing. Um, But like, there are some issues with it. I think that the tutorials are not great. And I think that it's a very, very, very fiddly game. If you're a min-maxer, you might really like this game because what happens is, you use cards for combat, but your, your character has cards. They get more cards when they level up, but then every single piece of equipment you get also has cards. And then you can have modifiers to put onto those pieces of equipment. And then the modifiers have cards. And so depending on what you put on your guy or girl, you could potentially have three or four levels of extra cards that go in your deck. It's, I mean, I found it to be really like kind of unwieldy and cumbersome to keep track of. And there's a lot to keep track of on top of that reading the text is not really optimized. It's small. And they, they thought of this, like if you click the right stick, it'll zoom in on the text, which is fine. I'm glad they did that. Thank you very much for doing that. But it's just like, uh, maybe it makes me sound petty or something, but like I got really tired of clicking R to read every single thing in the game. Like I wanted just to read it, you know? Um, So that's kind of a pain. And to be perfectly honest, this is also kind of a small nitpick. The characters in Darkest Dungeon are like super iconic. Like they all have a very distinct look. Like when you look at them, you know exactly what you're getting. You're very clear on who your teammates are. Like it's very readable. The art style uh, from Chris Barassa is just amazing. I love his art style. Um, And the art style in Deep Sky Derelicts is not bad. But the problem is that 
your characters have character portraits when you're in the menu and they look like human faces because all your people are human. I think there's a robots. I didn't get a robot yet, but I think there are robots available, but they look like people faces. But when you go into combat, they all have armor on and they don't look like what their portraits look like. And so I was constantly confusing who was who Mm. because their portrait doesn't match what they look like in play. I would much rather they have the armor on all the time and then keep the armor consistent. So when I'm looking at the menu and equipping somebody, I'm like, oh, that's right. The guy who has the big green goggles is the guy that has a sword. And the guy that has one red eye is the guy that has the machine gun. Got it. Like, I can keep that straight. But when I'm looking at the blonde lady who has the machine gun and then I go into the battlefield and then there's three people in armor and none of them are a blonde lady. I'm like, well, right. shit, which one was the one that I had the thing on and I can't remember and I can't keep it straight. So that I think was a kind of a trip up. And maybe they shouldn't have a helmet on, you know, like you just see their heads. Yeah. I mean, just either way, just keep it consistent. But uh, so that was kind of a problem for me too. I just, I felt like it was very, very fiddly and there was a lot of moving bits and I felt like it just wasn't as streamlined as it could have been, but it's not a bad game. Um, it's not a bad game. I mean, if you want something in the ballpark of darkest dungeon, if you want something in the ballpark of like turn-based strategy, dungeon crawly, like you could do worse, man. Like you, it's not bad, but I mean, I've played the best, and so it's only second best to me, and it's, you know, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. Probably won't, a lot, it's not I mean, bad. I think I feel like some of that is coming into the art style thing, because you love art. I do, uh, I do. if it doesn't, like, catch you, you know, it may be, um, that's part of it as well. Yeah, it they like really, they really fucked up with, like, the mixing up of the characters on the battlefield and the character portraits. Like, it's it sounds like a small thing, but in my mind, it's a real big thing, because, it causes like all these problems with confusion and it slows me down and I'm not sure what I'm doing and who's who it's, it's kind of a mess. I wish they hadn't done that, but anyway, deep sky derelicts. I played it on the switch. I think it's a fine game. If you want something like that, uh, it's not bad at all. Uh, so that's deep sky derelicts. The other thing I want to give a shout out real quickly too. I'll probably be talking about this later is Shin Sakai into the depths. This is put out by Capcom originally an Apple arcade game. I believe it's also on iOS just in general. This is a 2D Metroidvania completely set underwater. You play a dude in a little diving suit and he uh, there's no talking in the game. It's all communicated through pictographs and just gestures and stuff. But basically, um, a bunch of ice is encroaching on the ocean where you work. You're like an excavator mining for minerals and stuff. So you've got to get the fuck out of Dodge and you don't really have a good way to do that. So you're trying to just survive. So you, you do your typical Metroidvania, like, you know, there's lots of tunnels, lots of places to go. As you go, you'll get little bits of gear to kind of improve your uh, survivability. At some point, you get a little submarine, and then the whole world opens up. Uh, it's really cool. I really like it a lot. The art style is awesome. Really strong art style. The graphics are great. It looks like you're underwater. The bubbles are all over the place. Your guy's suit looks cool. The submarine looks amazing. Uh, and the thing that's really cool about this also is because your guy is underwater, he has a combination system where his life is how much oxygen he has in his tank and the thrust you need to like use your little jetpack is also your oxygen. Whoa. So you're managing you're managing a dual purpose bar like if you use too much oxygen zipping around underwater you're going to have less life and if you conserve your life and don't zip around then it's a lot harder to get places cuz you're like stuck on the bottom and got to climb up places. But it's a really cool system. I really like it a lot. I think it looks great. And like, because you're underwater, it's basically like you've got a jetpack all the time. And I love me some jetpacks. So Wait, like, just, I think. Did, so sorry, but does that replenish then? Oh yeah, there's tons of stuff. There's all sorts of little places you can replenish it. Little okay. save points have lots of bubbles you can refill. Sometimes you'll get to the surface, refill there. There's little oxygen canisters you can refill. I mean, all to right. be perfectly honest with you, I have not had a problem. I've never run out of air. 
but it's just a cool system that you're kind of like managing and it gives you something to do while you're like tooling around in the world. Um, okay, you have lots just, of interesting tools and you're just yeah. getting anxiety. That's all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've never literally never run out of air and I'm like four hours into the game. Okay, good, good. So it's not a problem. And once you get your submarine, it's fucking dope because you get a little uh, oxygen tube that attaches to the sub. And so you like got infinite oxygen when you get, when you're near your sub. So it's really cool. Cool. I've seen the art for this. It looks cool. And it was, yeah, it was originally up arcade and I was like, damn it, I don't have an iPhone. I can't play this. And now I can. Yeah, you know, it's on the Switch. It's a perfect fit for the Switch. It feels totally natural. I never would have known it was an iOS game if nobody had told me. It feels like it controls beautifully. It looks great on the Switch. Plays great. I'm actually really liking this a lot. I think it's so cool. Being underwater adds a really neat element. And the way that you move through the water, like kind of floaty and and you're bobbing sometimes and you're sinking sometimes and like the water kind of pushes you around. It's really cool. It feels really neat. I like it a lot. So I'll talk about it more later. But for right now, Shinsekai Into the Depths is awesome. And if you're afraid of picking up an iOS port, don't be afraid. This game feels amazing. You'd never know it was an iOS port if you didn't know. If yeah. I didn't just tell you. And back so to the ignore art that style. Part. You love art style. And this art oh, man. Really cool. The art is great in this game. I love it. Capcom we, is so good. What are we doing uh, price point wise on this? Do we know? I want to say it's fifteen or twenty bucks, and either yeah. way, that's a good deal. This is a this is a great game. I would be happy to pay twenty bucks for it, no problem. Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up uh, later. Cool. So good, so good. All right, now that is out of the way, we are down to our final game of the show. This is one that we're gonna be teaming up on, Carlos. I played through this. You played through this. It came out, I believe, last week. It is the Complex, which is a new FMV game put out by. Wales Interactive, the company who is single-handedly bringing FMV back in a big way. Uh, I like this a lot. I'm. What, did you like it? I'm guessing you probably liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I have uh, thoughts. Also, they made uh, Late Shift. Late Shift, which is great. They also put great. out The Bunker, which is also great. Oh, that's right. I played The Bunker as well. Love The yes. Bunker. So Wales Interactive is doing good things. Carlos, give us a very quick rundown on the premise of the complex, and let's talk all about it. Yeah, it's an um, interactive uh, video game. Interactive, how do we call it? <laughs> what do we say? It's an interactive, I mean, I, I call it an interactive film because basically you're watching a movie and making right, choices. Right, it's an interactive movie. Yeah, like um, Bandersnatch. Have you guys ever played Bandersnatch? I haven't got around to it yet. I keep meaning to, but I haven't got it. Really good. Yet. And it's on Netflix and it's uh, a basically I gotta do it. the same type of thing. But this one has a little bit more added elements of the video game aspect where, you know, you play as. Um, a woman who is, you know, they start you off kind of in the past and she's trying to help cure people of a disease. And when it first started and there was disease and uh, the idea of viruses, I just didn't like it. I was like, I'm going to have to stop this game. It's kind of on the nose with yeah. modern times right now. I was yeah. real close to being like, Am I, I'm going to give it a few more minutes to like not be so what we're dealing with. But it does change. So when you start it, don't. Uh, be freaked out that it's just that it's it's definitely more of a mystery as well but yeah. it starts off in the past with uh you as playing as a woman who is trying to figure out how to uh save people that are having some uh, virus attacking them but then it goes into the future and now you're at a company um i guess the company is the complex isn't it it is and uh that is the company where they are um what is their actual job i mean they're developing this new uh nano nano blood stuff because oh, they want right. to they want to use it for uh you know international medicine and space travel right 
Right. The little microbots that we all yeah, will yeah. have in real life at some point in our bloodstream, probably. And they're working on that, and she's part of that. So you have the, the memory of her past of how she had to deal with choosing between uh, saving different patients and this kind of terrible scene that the game starts in. And now she's in the future, and she's got to make decisions based on um, things that happen. I don't want to give too much away, but it's definitely an interactive game that is a movie but also has a pause menu at any time so you can pause the game at any time and actually look at all the different characters that you interact with what their levels are like how much they like you or don't like you uh if they're alive or if they're not and i think that i ability to pause it at any time is really cool because a lot of these games including even like the walking dead series is all based on timers and you get really kind of anxious about making decisions um, I, I found it really refreshing to be able to stop for a minute and, I don't know, get up and use the bathroom, but also just, um, <laughs> like, ruminate on what's happening because it is a short film. It's, like, an hour and a half or something. And I feel like it gave me some time to be like, all right, what choices coming up do I really want to make? Um, but, yeah, I think, it, I think it uses a really good um, way of showing the film, giving enough choice and then presenting those choices in a very seamless way, right? Didn't you think it was pretty, pretty seamless? It didn't feel like, uh, you know, clunky at all. Oh no, I thought they did a great job. I mean, all the actors they picked were really good, and I thought they they did a great job. Um, I, the performances were strong, and that's really like a big key if you're going to do an FMV. I mean, you're basically making a movie, so like you may, better make a good one. Don't just like have it be clunky and weird and have these people phoning in their performances. They all did a good job. When you um, pick your choices, I thought that was really handled well. You could have a timer for your choices, or you could turn the timer off, yeah. which was great. I really appreciated that. And I thought that some of the choices were very different. I went through it uh, three times total, and each time the ending I got was like wildly different than the ending I got before. So even yeah. though the movie, if like it is a movie, so you're watching it the first time because you're watching everything. Like you said, is it's about ninety minutes, which is you know average movie length. But then the second time you go through it, you can fast forward scenes you've already watched. So the, the second time you play is like 15, 20 minutes because you're only watching the new stuff and you can very quickly make choices that you didn't make the last time. And so you can see new branches. And those some of those are wild, dude. I was like, oh, my God, this is like totally different than what happened last time. And oh, it was, my God. No, we oh have to God. do a yeah. mini spoiler right at the end of this. And we'll tell okay. people fair warning. Mini spoiler. We're going to give a warning before. That, yeah, though. we are. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, remember Erica? Erica's very good, too. Yeah, I played Erica with my wife. It was fun. Oh, yeah, I liked it. So um, they're also doing their part. Um, and in that one, just like in any of these ga- other uh, types of games, I never play it more than once. I have a... Oh, man, never? Yeah, never, never. I go, this is, this is uh, what do they call it? Canon. Can- <laughs> yes, is, yes. This yes. is what has happened. Because these are the choices that I would make. Like Unless it's a split decision one, I feel like I fucked it up. But most of the time, I... I know the decision I want to make. And I, for the most part, was really happy with my ending until something else happened. So, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep the way I did it. Hang on to that. We're going to talk about endings in just a second, folks. We're not going to spoil it now, but we will. But I will say, I mean, I, in general, I am with you. Like I played, like when I play these, like when I played the walking dead or when I played any of those other ones, I never replay them. But uh, even, even recently, like man of Medan, which just came out, which is like a horror themed one of these, uh, from the Until Dawn people. I only played that once and just left it. Um, but the reason I played this one again was because it was so short. Like, if you can go through again in, like, 15 minutes, 
that was really worth it to me because it's only like 90 minutes the first time through. And I'm like, well, it's not a huge investment. But when you play like Walking Dead, that's like several hours. When you play like Man of Medan or Until Dawn, that's also several hours, even if you already know what you're doing. But I really appreciated the time skip because I was interested to see what else happened. Um, and it was worth it this time because I, I would be happy to sink another 15 minutes in, but I would not be happy sinking another hour and a half or two hours in. Right, so I'm right. really glad they did the time skip. Yeah. Um, and it was a good choice. But overall, I thought this was a great one. I really liked it a lot. I thought it was very fun. I played it once myself, played it once with the wife, played it once with the son. And we all like really enjoyed talking about the choices. And it was just really well done. It was really interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't do it. I did a kind of a vague job of, of telling everybody listening what the game the story actually is, but I kind of don't want to tell you. No, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Thing. Yeah, no, you shouldn't go into it because that's that's the entire game is the story. You shouldn't. It really it. is, and it starts from the very beginning because, like, literally in the very beginning, I don't even want to spoil that. There's something that happens in the past that you've got to make a decision on, and even some of that can, you know, change what the game is. So um, again, this brings back memories of my favorite uh, part of childhood, which is choose your own adventure books, and uh, of course, you know, which I always pimp on the show and promote um i made an interactive text game called hero and cat you could check it out but uh i grew up on those books and this feels like that it feels like you're going through this uh a story and you're having a big choice on it now i will say this uh some of those graphics though were bad yeah there was mm. there was a few places where they did some cg that could have been a little bit better but they overall just, how about just how about they just didn't do cg in those spots because I feel like they built a bunch of sets, right? So yeah. there's a lot of sets in there. The acting, like you said, was very good. I like oh, yeah, everybody. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I liked everybody, too. Um, yeah. And so it just threw me way out of it when a couple scenes are like, wow, that's fucking terrible CG. Yeah. Why is it even <laughs> it, here? Yeah, it's true. There's there's like, I can think of maybe two scenes that were like really obviously CG that could have been maybe souped up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? What it, are you going to do? Yeah. Um, let's do a mini spoiler, can we? Okay, wait, wait. Let's oh. wrap up the show, and then if people who want who don't want to be spoiled can oh, we'll can do it at the end out. of the show. Let's okay. do the end end. That way, that no one is going to be accidentally spoiled. Okay, yeah. so that's the complex. That's the complex. I, I liked it. Both. You like it? it? Yes. We yes. both liked it. Thumbs up for the complex. Yes. Good on you, Wales Interactive. Good on you, everybody who's in the complex. Good, good game. Really like that one a lot. And with that, this brings us to the end of the show. There will be a spoiler section after we wrap the show. So if you want to hear about the endings to the complex, we'll talk about those. If not. You can leave now and you're not going to miss anything. But either way, thank you very much for listening. Carlos and I will be back with another episode in a couple days. But in the meantime, uh, we always love your questions or comments. You can reach us. So video games podcast at gmail.com. You can also post questions uh, or comments for us at gamecritics.com. When the show goes up, we're on Twitter collectively at so video games, but you can reach us individually. Carlos, where do you want people to reach out and find you this week? Uh, YouTube.com slash a lot of things. That's my YouTube channel, which has, as you guessed, a lot of things on it. Uh, but uh, I am actually working on um, a game, a platformer, my third platformer. It's called Artie. I just announced it. I put up two dev diaries on the YouTube channel. So gl- please go check that out. And also there's kind of a big announcement around Artie that's coming up in a few weeks probably. Uh, it's a game about Artie, and you'll learn more about it. But YouTube.com slash a lot of things. Excellent, excellent. As for me, my same old usual Twitter or Instagram, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that's it for us. Thanks again for joining us here at So Video Games. We'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, this is bye from Brad. And I'll see you later, see you later.
And that was what Carlos said. <laughs> and now we're going to be doing a very brief spoiler section on Wait, the comp. What? I was going to do the music and then have the spoiler section come in. All right, after. do the music. Do the music. Oh, now here's the music's playing. Do it now. Music. Okay, music's playing. Okay, it's done. Okay, that was. I love that music, by the way. So yeah. Good. All right, now it is a mini spoiler section on the complex. Feel free to spoil anything and everything, Carlos. Uh, I saw three endings. Uh, what did you see? What did you want to spoil? Before we get to the ending, I have two questions. I wrote these down. Okay. Very important question. And everybody who's already played the game is listening to this. They'll know what it means. Uh, Brad Galloway. Yes. Did you sneak a peek? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. I didn't either. Well, you know, there's multiple branches. Sometimes you don't even get that choice because oh. if you are not in the room, then you don't get the chance to sneak the peek. Oh, yeah. Um, and people who played it know what we're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, I also told the joke. Did you tell the joke? I did tell the joke, but then I went back and then I did not tell the joke. And I liked oh. it both ways. I see. Canon. We both told the joke. <laughs> it was uh, a good joke, though. It was pretty funny. I will also say Reese took a way too long of a dump. <laughs> what? Why was, am, he, why was he on there? I am not that. Dude, I'm not going to get into that guy's business. If he needs to take that long to go to the bathroom, that's he's a grown man. He can manage himself. He was himself. having a discussion well on the can. It just seemed weird. I'm just not going to go there, dude. Okay. I also <laughs> threw a guy down the hole, and I got that challenge, or got that achievement that said, Fallen for you. Oh, did you jump down that hole? No, I threw a person down there. You did? I didn't get that choice. Yeah, there was a dead person at some point. I think the main bad guy who tried to kill us uh, all. And I, they were like, you can see if they can get down the toilet. So I got, I crashed the toilet open with a fire hydrant and then threw the dead body down there. And then an achievement popped up and it said, fallen for you. That is so funny. I did not even get that choice. I don't think that even popped for me. That's, that's hilarious. That, that is I, cool. I, did I like that you that. didn't, you know? Okay. So what was your, any other little things like that before we get to the ending that you did? That I mean, Probably a million. I, my biggest thing was at first I thought you couldn't save either one of the people in the very beginning, but then you can save at least one, and I'm kind of wondering if you can save both. I don't know if that's possible or not. Oh. Like when you're in the hospital in the flashback and you have the two people when you're in the the Southeast Asian country and you only have like one vial of medicine. Oh, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. you can't, but maybe there is. I saved one, and then one time I didn't save either, so I don't know. Wait, I think I saved none of them because I, I, I tried to save the mother <laughs> – and then I think, yeah, I think she hit the vial out of my hand and it broke. Oh, that can happen or you can inject her. It depends on what choices you make. So I you forgot can save, what I did. You can save one or the other, but that's interesting. But let, So I'm curious, though. Let's get to the ending real quick. What ending did you get? So near the end, I let Reese sacrifice himself. Okay. Because that felt like canon. He was like, you know, the whole story is about him fucking up and leaving her. And him trying to make up for lost time. And I was like, dude, you're going to make up for lost time forever. <laughs> because you're going to kill yourself for the mission. The eternity, yeah. yes. So I felt like that made sense to me. I let him do that. I saved her and then went to and got out um, and got to the office with all the people there and had her in the wheelchair with me. Does any of this ring true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. And then um, she shot every mother, all the people. She motherfucking killed everybody in the room. And what happened to the girl in the wheelchair? Um, she was fine, but we, um, we not. I, I guess we, me and the girl I was controlling, knocked her out, but said that she'd uh, tell the story about her and her family and expose the truth. But essentially, it turns out that the whole time I was 
what's it called? MI6. MI6. And I was like, a, you know, a, a secret agent the whole time. Did you get infected at the end? Nope, I was fine. I was just I got I put my gun down. The SWAT team came in, and I was like, "Cool, cool." I did my job, and I got in the car, and I smoked a cigarette. No, I didn't smoke a cigarette. I just was in the car, and I was feeling melancholy. I guess. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So there are nine total endings to this game. So I've only seen three, but in one of the endings, I did almost exactly what you did. Got up, I sacrificed Reese. Got up to the office with the girl in the wheelchair. Uh, ended up shooting everybody, but then at the end, it's like, can you, you do you want to shoot the girl in the wheelchair to get rid of the nanites, or do you want to save her? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I shot everybody else. I'm gonna shoot her too. Oh damn! And totally shot her, and you do you still turn out to be an MI6 agent, but then you do get infected at the end. It shows a cutscene of the girl touching your finger when you're not ha, looking. Ha, it's because you shot her. You. Exactly. So if you do shoot her, then you get infected, which I think is really funny. Um, the other endings uh, where I let the girl sacrifice herself and saved Reese instead. And you don't even go to the office. You go to a hallway uh, underneath the parking garage or something like you're trying to escape and you get confronted by the um, secretary assistant to the the big boss lady. Mm -hmm. She's in the hallway with like some guards and it kind of fucked up because I, I meant to be like cooling and calming the situation down. But instead, one of the options like exacerbated things when I didn't mean it to. And so I ended up shooting the assistant to the big boss lady and then the guards started shooting, and then like everybody died, which kind of oh, sucked. Oh no! Yeah, so that was no good. And the other ending, God, what happened? But see, the it, one that you, the first one is canon. Then I'm telling you, that's it. Yeah, that's the real yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting, but like there were a lot of differences. Like you could be a lot closer to Reese, or you could be a lot more distant to him. You could spend a lot more time being mean to the girl in the wheelchair, or you could be nicer to her, and that really changed a lot of the discussions. And uh, there was ways that you could go into like um, the lab where the samples were stored, you could find out about the samples a lot earlier than you would otherwise, depending on how you got there. Or if you got there, you could injure yourself earlier or later. So there was like a lot of changes that I felt like were pretty substantial. Do you know I was the, really, uh, the was really glad to go through it. Sorry. The ending said uh, there was honesty, bravery, curiosity, intelligence, and sensitivity. Do you know which one was your highest? I, I have mine in front of me. Um, I don't know, but they always told me when my wife went through it, she was, I think honest was her number one thing. When I went through it, it said that I was neurotic both times. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. I felt a little bit offended. That's but awesome. Okay. That's like just for you. It just came out. <laughs> I, guess, um, I guess. I had mo my top two are honesty, of course, and intelligence. Mm. I was like, thank you very much. Well, it sounds like you got a pretty good ending, too. So I would stick with that one as well. I like it. And by the way, good people go back and play uh, Late Shift and Erica. If you like these kind of games and Bandersnatch. And the Stitch, Bunker. And the Bunker. I mean, they're really cool. It's such a cool art form, yeah. and it only get better. There are some really good FMV games right now, which is a sentence I never thought I would ever say in my life, but there are some <laughs> nice. really good ones right now. So. And All right. the end of the spoiler cast. We're out.